welcome back to our 67th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Chris Kelleher from Kelleher & Co. In this episode, Chris and I talk about why it's important to get your name out to your community, but not by beating your chest and bragging to the world about yourself. And Chris shares how his team focuses on getting involved in the community and how they promote themselves without being salesy and pushing real estate down their throats. And we talk about what they do to attract clients that love working with them and how they build trust and rapport in the community to continually find more clients. Chris also shares a super easy way to partner with local businesses and people in your farm so that you can give back to the community and create a lasting impact. And Chris shares how he's built his team to allow his agents to take charge of their time, create a business that lets them live a comfortable lifestyle and not feel trapped in the business. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Chris. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Chris Kelleher from Kelleher & Co. He is the team leader of the team. So Chris, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. All right, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm here just obviously through the recommendations of the people that you were on the podcast with. I believe it was Joyce down there yeah. uh, with the Dan Gemis team. And, uh, you know, I do a, a, a unique type of farming that I believe uh, you cover a lot. And I thought I'd jump on the program and have a little chat and, and see where we go. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to diving into how you do it because it's you've got to put your, really own, your own personal spin into things and taking your personality and basically fed that into the community so before we dive into that i want to go back into kind of your history how you got to where you're at so how did you get into real estate and and why well the how i got into real estate is kind of scattered we lived overseas for seven years as teachers Uh, both of my wife and i have masters in education and when we came back in 2008 the world economy crashed and i was forced to do something quickly with a pregnant wife and 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 a baby uh, so I just sort of jumped into this as something I always thought I would get into at some point because I thought it would be very easy money. I learned that is not the case. It takes <laughs> yeah. quite a bit of hard work to do this. And then I just started uh, with the marketing, which I never thought is farming, which in, in dialogue with you, you realize it is farming, which is just, you know, I kind of just wanted to pump my name out there uh, and show what I do. Uh, and, you know, eventually my individual business grew past what I could manage emotionally in terms of the demands of our clients, as you know, yep. and you want to be able to continue to provide the service you once were as your client base grows. Uh, so I decided to grow a, a team, uh, you know, had a couple of agents from my office join the team and, you know, started with four people and now we're 16, seven years wow. later. Um, and, uh, you know, just sort of started from that marketing, lay the framework, framework, get it out there. You know, I think of it as shine my bat signal in the air and people will come uh, yep. versus go out and get the business. I'm more so look what I'm doing. If you enjoy it, come see me type stuff. Yeah, that's something I'm just a big believer in, in that letting people know who you are being like we talked about your authentic self and, and showing who you are, what differentiate you. It's not going out there and beating your chest, but you're still just letting people know this is what I do. Here's the services I provide, but also additional stuff. And that's what I really want to dive into. But I want to go back just for a second because you talked about the, the team growing. And I want to dive into that for a minute because you said you you grew it until you couldn't handle anymore. And I find a lot of agents struggle when it comes to farms is they take on too big of an area or they focus on too much and then they can't handle it. What was that like for you to make that decision to say, okay, hey, it's, it's just me now. I need, I need to get that extra help. What, what changed? What happened in, in your business for you to actually take that leap? I got a couple emails from clients that just said, uh, by the way, I'm working with someone else. You're clearly too busy for me. Uh, <laughs> I was just not being immediately responsive. Kids were getting a bit older. Uh, you know, you, you wear down emotionally. And I realized I just wasn't providing the service I needed to. So I needed to figure out a way to continue to provide this service. 
yep. be there for clients, uh, and especially things like you know a, a last minute showing or something like that, or just an email where they want a quick response. Sometimes right. you know, for one person, you get up to 40, 50, 60 deals a year, uh, plus all your listings, plus maintaining communication with all your clients. You know, and people, you know, you think 40, 50, 60 deals a year, that's not 40, 50, 60 clients, right? Most of the work we do as as agents, 99% of it is for free. Uh, yeah. and until we get a transaction, right? So it was just getting to that point and then being disappointed in myself. I just thought, you know, I need to find a way to scale this out. And I felt I could help agents do as well as I did using the marketing and the service tools that I used. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm a, a teacher by trade. I'm a leader, you know, at the core of who I am. And I thought I, I like that coaching, training, leading thing. So I'm going to try to grow this team. And I went into, went into it with absolutely no plan at all, apart from, <laughs> See where this goes. Yeah. Uh, and here we are. And and the reason I ask that question is because for a lot of people, when they start to grow their brand, they start to grow their business, it's about themselves. It's about their own name, their own face, their own image. And you've done a great job at kind of transposing both of those, your face and your image and, and your, your, rep, your uh, reputation, but still yeah. growing that team. So how did that look like for you? Because I know a lot of agents are great at getting out and promoting themselves, but then struggle with that growth from me to we how what did that look like for you then for me you know i realized it was it my team now we have a give first mentality that's how i started this the give first was the trust first i knew what i wanted off my plate and i knew i needed to either trust the people that were coming on or it wasn't going to work and i just sort of dove into you know passing off even my biggest and best clients to be helped out sometimes by both of us trading off who's available what's happening uh, and you know, I just, I, I didn't second guess or make it about me. My one thing I was tremendously aware of is how many people I knew that started teams that didn't work because it was right. a bunch of people helping that team leader become something else, become bigger while they, you know, were you know, lackeys or you know, people just helping out here and there. Um, I made it about us. I did keep Kelleher because there's some uh, brand equity in that. Yep. We talked at the beginning about giving it a name, you know, calling, you know, North Realty, whatever it is. Uh, so it's not about the one name, but the name was really what had built what I had. So I was a bit, a bit worried about losing that or right. rebranding then. Uh, so we started with that, but from the beginning, it was, what are your goals as team members and how can I help you achieve them? So how much time do you, our, our business is based on time first, uh, money is a byproduct of hard work. This, yeah. this business can suffocate you very quickly and take yes. away all your time. Yeah. So it was, how do we balance our time? How do we work together? How do we create every client is a team client? It's not yours or mine, or I did this and you did that. It's we are doing this together. Someone's on vacation, or someone's with their kids. We swap out. Can you go show that house? Can you meet someone for this listing appointment? Can you be yeah. there for our clients? We all have the same brand and service and culture that we provide. So it was just a matter of building that so that any new member that joined the team bought into what we were doing and knew this isn't about uh, transactions. Yep. Uh, it's about transforming the real estate experience, not just money, money, money. Um, and the money comes, right? You just put your time and do your work and don't focus on that. And at the end of the day, this, this grew enormously just through, you know, building that trust and switching from me to we, yep. uh, and from the very beginning, always being super aware of there's no me anymore. I don't exist. There's a team. We're all part of a team. Uh, and all the language has to change to make that happen. 
And that, speaking of language, you mentioned that the transactions, that's something I teach all the time is that with my CPR, or the viewers have listened, know I talk about CPR all the time is that you have to put the community first ahead of the transaction. And so many agents struggle with that because they're focused on trying to get the next deal or trying to make their pay their bills. And they put the transaction first for you. When you grew this, from what I know, you really focused on giving back to that community, giving value first, giving to the people that you serve, and then not knowing that the transactions will happen. So when that first got started, when you were first taking that approach and saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put the community first. What did that look like for you to get that rolling and, and what kind of things were you doing? Well, I had realized also, I'd realized that um, the first two endeavors I got into based on real estate coaching and, and stuff like that in books is I went and coached soccer team and hockey team. Uh, it gave nothing to my business. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't who I was. And I then decided I needed to find a way to be a part of the community the way that I wanted to as Chris Kelleher, not as the real estate agent. Right. Uh, I wanted it to be about being a part of the community. I was so proud of this community as I, I moved here and grew to what it is and how this community is growing, how it's so entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. how it's just so rich with various different types of people, different age groups, lots of activity. So I really bought into the community and then I wanted to be a part of growing that community and doing different events and things like that. So immediately started pouring the money into that and, and realizing that at some point, I have to just trust this. My background is marketing in terms of my undergrad. So I recognized from the beginning that, you know, McDonald's doesn't have to remind you they sell hamburgers, but they spend billions of dollars doing that. Yeah. So I knew I just needed to be there and, you know, again, against my wife's better judgment, uh, just poured money into this, just poured money into it, knowing that I got to keep doing it. I got to keep doing it. I can't do a little ad and wait, a little ad and wait. So, yep. you know, as a whole, we were at the community events. We were sponsoring great community events. We were getting behind good charities. We were doing that for us. We are doing it because we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, and that authenticity really paid off uh, and not making it about the transaction, trying not to even mention what we do when we're at events. Right. You know, hi, it's me. Here's my visit card. I'm in real estate, that sort of stuff. Just, you know, I did dinner for 60. We did 35 or 36 dinners with uh, people in the community just to help uh, promote restaurants that do well Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but maybe not as well through the week. Right. Uh, and uh, no one ever knew what I did because my wife and I never spoke about it. You know, I sent it from a private email, a personal email. Uh, and, uh, and that just felt good to us. So, uh, so we continued that way. And, and here we are now. And I think, like you said, you felt good about it. It then makes you want to stick with it because this business can be tiring. This can be draining emotionally. It can be you be one you're questioning whether this is even the right move for you at times. And when yeah. you're focusing on things that you enjoy and focusing on things that the community will enjoy, I think it, in my opinion, in my experiences, it makes it a lot easier to, to weather through those storms for you to really stick with it and go, Hey, I'm still enjoying this. And, and it's still bringing me business and not just focused on the transaction itself. Yeah. It's, it's making real estate fun by being a part of your community and, and making a difference outside of selling real estate. I wanted to make the last, that, that the last thing we do is sell real estate. And, you know, it also, created a good culture whenever we brought new people on. And that was a big thing. Once you do start to get worn down, I realized each time, once we all get a bit worn down, that's time to add a person. Right. Uh, and, you know, many of the people that work on our team right now, the agents were clients and they loved the experience. Mm. They loved what it was like. And then, you know, they have a bit of an idle time in their life. Maybe kids are off to school or whatever. And they say, you know, what do you think if I got my license? And we bring them on because they get who we are and yeah. they get what this is. So it became easier to get through those two, those two times, those tough times two ways, which was first is that we have a system now that we can bring people and relieve the stress that we need to. And, and two, that we were making it fun. We were enjoying being in real estate in the community yeah. versus, you know, just driving real estate down the community's throat in terms of what we do.
And that, again, I'm sure the people that will appreciate that will resonate with that. And you'll, you'll find your tribe. I talk about all the time of that when you do the things that you enjoy and you do the things that the community will appreciate, you're going to find people who appreciate that more and want to work with you. So I'm sure it makes an easier transaction for you when you do get to the transaction that you're finding people who resonate with what you do, why you're doing it. And it, it, you're not getting people who are trying to nickel and dime you and are just trying to look for a deal that, because they get what you're about. And that's, that's super powerful. It is super powerful. And that came from the farming that I was doing without knowing, yep. uh, which is, you know, what I've learned from our dialogue is I, I wasn't doing door knocking and flyers and all these calendars and these traditional farming things, because we also have a difficult area to farm traditionally, you know, in Toronto, you could carve out probably three kilometers by three kilometers and sell a ton of real estate. Yeah. But Collingwood itself is three kilometers by three kilometers, the yeah. entire city. And then we have Blue Mountains and Clarksburg, Thornbury, Creemore, Meaford, uh, you know, Gray Highlands, Wasaga, there's all these areas that, and lots of us don't have mailboxes uh, because they're weekenders um, or you have the community mailbox, which is mm. everyone switching to, but they don't even get mail at their house. So I had to find a unique way to, to get it in, to touch people. And that was through my events and through being involved in the community, uh, which gets you known more and more. And then people know you as a person. They talk to you as a person, not as a realtor. Yeah. Right. And then the second thing was just you know, early adapter of how important social media and Google AdWords stuff will be and, and hiring these people. So, you know, from a very early time in this business, I put myself at a, at a financial deficit to the agents on my team that were making more money than I was because I was pouring money into this business and committing to what I wanted it to grow to, which I wasn't yeah. quite sure what I wanted it to grow to, but I knew <laughs> it could be something yeah. if I kept doing this. And I'm a quick start when it comes to the Colby assessment. So uh, that just means I jump out of the airplane and then I turn back and ask for the parachute on the way down. <laughs> I'm going to solve that problem on the way down. So mine was just, you know, be intuitive, be with it talk to your, uh, your A team, my admin team, and talk to your agents all the time, figure out what I can do to make your life better. What's going well for you? What can we can adjust on the team? What are you looking for? And just, you know, grow this without, uh, without the stress of it. Uh, mm. But you know, there was five, six years of, uh, you know, really wondering where this is going to go and when will it become truly profitable? But I had to make that sacrifice, put a bunch of money into the marketing, put a bunch of money into the admin to pay someone, build my website, uh, and be full-time social media and get us out there, be part of something yeah. uh, that, you know, I would never, I was doing social media myself, which was, you know, this geographical area, click that money, hit the ad, <laughs> yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, They were able to build custom audiences and attach pixels to people. I hear all these buzzwords they're saying, I don't really know what it is, but, you know, yeah. they're doing things to, to target the right people. And I, I went from reaching 30,000 people for a, an advertisement to reaching 10,000 people. You know, and that's a third, which you would think mm, that's not very good when you hire someone, but they're like these 16 year olds and these MLS hobbyists, yeah. they don't matter. They're online, <laughs> but they're not buying anything. So yeah. it's, it's been really great for me to invest in the business first and wait for it to come. Right. Uh, and, you know, after four or five years, it began to come in terms of profitability and, and that sort of thing. And the growth continued to slowly as we went, you know, you never want to grow too fast. Uh, and, and now we're in a, an amazing place where, you know, we'll probably take a pause for a little bit on numbers. 16 is a lot more than I had anticipated being <laughs> on the team, but uh, we'll yeah. probably spend 2022 on, you know, systems and organization and the continuing of our, of our farming, uh, nice. as, as you put it. Awesome. Yeah. I want to go to then that back to that point where you're talking about that first five years where you were putting out money, not seeing, you were seeing results, but not drastic results. What was it that you were doing at the beginning that was keeping you afloat? Because obviously you had to make something, what was working for you at the, in that beginning stage that was keeping you enough going, Hey, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. 
I think it was really just staying in, in it, uh, you know, full time as a realtor myself, fully okay. like hustling like the other agents on my team. Eventually, was growing, I had to sort of separate my time to building the marketing engine, to helping get the leads, to getting out yep. there and being a part of the community. So, uh, you know, it started to veer away from how much time, uh, you know, the 60, 80 hours in the field, which wasn't allowing me to spend the, you know, 20 to 40 hours a week. I need to as a team leader to build a business. So there was a bit of a straddling of being an individual agent to being right. a team leader with other agents on the team and admin. So it was really just working a ton more hours at the beginning uh, to make okay. sure I could do both jobs, which was, you know, just making money as a real estate agent uh, and then you know, spreading it through the team to grow what we had. So it was really just, you know, my background is understanding that it takes time. Yeah. Right? It takes time and farming takes time. I was thinking of it as marketing, but, you know, farming is, you know, continue what you're doing, reach people, be out there, be authentic, yeah. commit to what you're doing. And now listen, if I got past, so, you know, there was four to five years of individual and then, you know, I'm at 11th year now. So, you know, it was four to five years of team. If yeah. I got into, you know, four to five years of team and I was like, man, I'm still spinning my tires. I probably would have changed gears. Um, yeah. But I saw, you know, incremental growth, money coming. We also have a, you know, a thing on the team. Here. Like we don't need to be billionaires and have private jets and stuff like that. <laughs> we need to have time and yeah. have control of our time and yeah. have a great lifestyle. And as that happens, the team grows and everyone's happy with their position on the team without it being, you know, this grind that all of us have felt. And listen, sometimes we have that August of last year, for example, uh, certainly did some wear and tear to all of our team members <laughs> in terms of the, the chaos that happened there. Yeah. But we all know, we know it's short-lived. We know there'll be breaks. We, you know, we make it, uh, you know, a demand of everyone on our team to have a holiday booked at all times yeah. within three months. Uh, as teachers, you realize you're looking forward to Christmas break and family day weekend and March break and, Easter long weekend, you have all these times where you have three, four, five days off a week off that give you that drive to keep going, right? Uh, so if we don't have something to look forward to, because often what, in real estate, you'll wait until you have, oh, I'll wait till I'm calm and there's nothing going on in my career, which also makes me panic because yeah. then I don't want to go away because it's calm. Yeah. You know, these undulations, right? All of yeah. us, you know, we set, have a great relaxing time in December and then in January, we wonder, will we ever sell real estate again? Because you exactly. know, it, doesn't, it doesn't, open up after new year's day, everybody gets into the groove and then, you know, spring market starts mid, mid January, early February. Right. So um, it's, it's all a process. It's all trusting in the process. Right. And, and the, uh, the commitment to the farming and the marketing was really big, but there, there was a transition where there was a lot of hours yeah. playing two roles. Full time. Okay. So then going back to that leap of faith and trusting it, I know a lot of agents, they always ask like, what's my return on investment? What am I going to make? How am I going to do this? And they, they have to track it. How do you track the things you're doing and saying, hey, this is worthwhile if you're starting something new? Or how do you track it and say, hey, this is worthwhile to keep doing? Because you can, it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things. And how do you keep tabs on what's worth doing and what's not worth doing? Well, I have a really unique approach to that, which is I don't. <laughs> okay. um, and, I, and, I, and I didn't really until until two years ago where we started tracking a little bit more profit loss and stuff like that because of my quick start and my deep commitment to what I was doing I was like you know what unless the money runs out I'm just going to keep going I'm right. going to keep going and you go up and down around zero and you float through your business and you figure it out uh, so 
you know, I, I do in the back of my mind track what's working, what's not. We do, I do a lot of networking with other uh, realtors around Ontario, around Canada. Yeah. I go to a lot of events and conferences, stuff like that. So then you learn to, to think about little things like how much am I spending on print material? Where's that going? What is my result? Where, where is my return on investment best? You know, we have realized it's community-based stuff. It's the events we do. You know, we do a fall festival, a movie morning for 500 people each uh, in, in the community, not just for clients. We do this for our community. You don't have to be, you know, Kelleher clients to, to, to attend these. Yep. Um, and I do a TEDx Collingwood event, which is a big, nice. a great speaker event we do. So those were the things that, you know, were keeping the, you know, the, the community involvement and keeping us on track where we wanted to go. And, you know, I just stuck with that through the ups and downs and, and didn't look back. So what things have you enjoyed the most doing and then what things have you done that you didn't maybe not enjoy, but has been worthwhile for the business? The ones that I didn't enjoy, that'll be tough. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't enjoy, you know, 60, 80 hour weeks and late nights and stuff like that. Uh, but, but the things that I do enjoy really is what happens inside my team. Mm. And we all love a great client experience where they're truly appreciative of what you do. Uh, and they don't make it about the fees or, or anything like that. Um, that's, a, that's something that you love, but watching the, you know, I, I, we have uh, eight full-time agents on our team right now, watching them grow and succeed, watching them, mm. you know, be able to have six, eight weeks vacation a year and make a great income and not feel forced. You know, I got clients, I can't go away because we just step in and someone else helps with the clients. We know what people want. We have a good transition. We're all there for each other, for showings, for offers, for whatever it is. So we do work as a really cohesive unit. And that's what I've enjoyed most is growing a true team right. where no one's thinking about themselves. Everyone's yep. thinking about the benefit of the team, whether you're admin or agents, everyone knows that, you know, the different types of jobs those are. One involves a lot more risk uh, in, in terms of, you know, being on call and stuff as an agent. But, uh, you know, my biggest enjoyment is helping those people in my team succeed and seeing it work, right? Because- yeah. I have this vision on my head that I'll be able, you come in here, you tell me how much money you want to make, how many hours you want to work, how many weeks yep. you want off. We'll build a plan for you this year and I'll help fill your pipeline and keep you busy when you need to be yep. and covered what covered when you don't. And that's really what I've enjoyed most about this business uh, along with being such a great part of our community and using this platform to, to give back. Which is huge. And the community appreciates it in a different way than if you're just real estate based. And when so many agents are just transactionally based, you are just another agent. You are just another team that they all think the agents are the same. But when you shift to that community-based approach, they see you differently. They appreciate it. Like I've said, they, they, you'll find your tribe. What kind of impact have you had on the community? And what's been something that's really impressed you? Because I think a lot of agents look at this business, if they're just looking at transactionally, just they don't get motivated because they can't see the difference. So what have you done where it's like, man, that we gave this much money or we made this impact in the community? I don't have the numbers, uh, you know, on hand here, but, you know, for the Georgian Humane Society, we give a certain amount per deal to them. Nice. Uh, for the Humane Society, our Humane Society uh, is, you know, it's a small town. It's a million dollar annual business that is all generated through fundraising and grants. Uh, and they put 1,300 to 1,500 animals through there annually. Uh, so wow. it's, it's quite a big operation and a big part of our community. We're a pretty pet heavy, pet loving community. Um, so that one's, we also give a portion of all our deals to the, uh, our, my friend's house, which is a charity that Royal Page has nationally, but we also have local, you know, my friend's houses for, you know, the women's shelter. That's been huge for us. Um, the community events are great. I mean, people, we get amazing feedback from the community on our fall festival and having, you know, we feed the whole community and our community partners are really big as well. What we realized early is we started holding these events. We started creating community partners, which was 
you know, we promote them. We give away the, you know, our client gifts. So, so we put them into the, the businesses we like best in the community. Yep. And those businesses support us. They, you know, all the food was provided for all of our fall festivals for 500 people, all the wineries, breweries, cideries, they give us, you know, the, the booze. Wow. Ours will sponsor our band. Uh, we have other big companies that sponsor the kids, Bouncy Castle and Trampoline and Face Painting and all that stuff. So um, that's a, a great result we've seen in the community. We're kind of connected with some of these businesses that we tag each other and we're really yeah. uh, community supportive together. Uh, and, and I think that's just really created a cohesiveness between us all. You know, we, we have them all listed together on our website. They come up with every listing so people can click through and people know the businesses we love. And, and I think that comes back to us. Yeah, that's a huge part of what I believe in is giving back to those local businesses, especially those mom and pop type businesses who are who really need that support. And I've, I've said for the last two years with, with everything going on with COVID that we have an opportunity as agents to make a huge impact more above and beyond just real estate by helping support local businesses. And it, it, it does a number of things in that we can support those businesses, we can provide great value for our audience or our farm or the people we're focusing on. And yeah. then we can then get in front of those businesses audiences, because if you're co-promoting things, if you're working together on projects, you're expanding your reach. And it just, to me, is a, a win, 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 because it, it's, it's huge for everyone. And it's obviously been very beneficial for you. And sounds like everyone's benefiting from it, which is, is huge. Yeah. I think in a small town like this, I think, uh, you know, we all have to reach out and maybe it's in larger cities as well that have little pockets of, you know, restaurants and stuff they promote. Uh, but I think it's massive for us all to feel like we're behind each other and yeah. we do reach each other, each other's audiences by, by those posts and th that connection. But it's also good to, you know, we have friends that own local businesses and it, it feels good to be out there in support and to, you know, we do contests online and we give away all this stuff for our community partners and we advertise for them. You know, if every time we get a, you know, you know, we sold 200 homes this year, if, if, you know, half of those people are moving in, half of them moving out, uh, you know, we've connected them with the business we love. And when you move into a community and the first thing you do is go to Northwinds for dinner and go to Kamikaze and, and get some new stuff for your kids' bikes or something, yeah. you know, you're connected with that. You go to the yeah. same place for coffee because that's where you went. You just feel that and you get to know the people. So uh, we've really, really enjoyed that. And that kind of happened organically because the, the first year we, we had sort of, we did fall festival. We were holding our breath, who will come? Yeah. <laughs> um, we bought all the food. We bought all the beer. We bought all the stuff. We, you know, paid for the face painting and balloon animals and said, let's see how this goes. You know, first year, 200 people and it's grown from there and people want to be a part of what we do. Yep. So they, they donate at, at all very, at various different levels. And uh, that's been really a very rewarding part of, of what we do here. That's awesome. And that ties in perfectly with the next question I was going to ask is that how do you get out and promote these and get people to come to these things? Cause I find a lot of agents have great ideas. They've got a, an event or something they want to do in the community. And then they fall flat on their face, getting it out there and getting it to the world what's been your kind of secret sauce or what's worked for you to, to promote it and, and get people to come out? I would have to say it's probably just purely social media. Okay. I think it's social media. I mean, in, in our immediate community where we hold the fall festival, uh, we invite, you know, everybody within a kilometer radius just by putting a, a door hanger on their, on their handle door handle on the front door, because we want everyone to be a part. If you can walk over, you should know about this. You don't have yep. to be a client. So that I guess, you know, adds to it, but, you know, we do a lot of lead up to this on social media, save the date, you know, when we're done movie morning, again, this has been COVID. So we have had to do these virtually, but uh, you know, after movie morning, we thank everyone. Then we say, save the date. We send out mailers to everyone. So there'll be a mailer to go out to our entire da database, save the date for fall festival. Then another mailer will say, you know, registration date is this uh, people register. They, they come to the event, same thing for um, movie morning. So it's an ongoing 
you know, save the date for movie morning, register for movie morning. Don't forget it's tomorrow. Thanks for coming. And then save the date for fall festival. So all year we're staying connected with people with email, uh, email blasts going out with mailers and then with social media. So we, you know, we haven't done anything you know, super spectacular in how to get the word out, like a billboard or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we do the traditional stuff to get yes. people invited, get people aware and give people enough notice to sort of put it in your calendar, right? Right. Awesome. And what are you doing to tie the cross promotions together for the other stuff as well? Like, how do you, what I'm asking, how, how do you tie in the real estate side of things? How are you tying in the other things you're working on to really get people to see that you're doing all these things? Instead of if they just show up at one event, what are you doing to really show the, the, the audience the bigger picture of what you're doing and, and what you're doing. I, I'm not sure we actually are. Do you mean like, how do I promote real estate when you're at the fall festival? Yeah, and then how do they know that you're doing an event in the fall and then they got something else going on? Like, what are you doing or, or are you doing anything to really kind of keep it all together and cohesive so people see all the things you're working on? I don't think we really are. I think apart from okay. if you went to our website, I think we're really just, uh, you know, it's one event at a time. It's about okay. the community. It's not about real estate. We wanted to, I would hate to have people think they're going to come to an event and then, you know, all the agents be like, so uh, we <laughs> wonder about the market or this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It yeah. should be, you know, guards down, enjoyable. You're coming to see our families. Our kids are playing together. You know, it's, it's, it's a community thing. So yep. I'm actually kind of like overly sensitive about making okay. sure this is a community event and not a real estate event. I want it to tie in to people with our, our presence, you know, from our billboards to our lawn signs, to our events, to our social media, and to our targeting of people, our Google remarketing that, you know, Kelleher, 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 Kelleher comes like that. So that, you know, you know, think Collingwood, think Kelleher, you know, think real estate, think Kelleher. I want that, but I don't, I really am, am um, uh, sensitive to it being a pushy salesy type thing, which can happen in this industry and many industries yes. <laughs> yeah. that it's, that it's about uh, that person and their transactions or their career and not about you as a guest. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to be guard down giveaway. Our, our events are about promoting the people that uh, our community partners are not yep. about promoting us. Right. That, that's huge. Uh, Cause then they're going to promote you in return they, because they get that pu- publicity and promotion and the support. Then those partners are going to turn around and, want to keep sending people your way because they know they're not going to get the sales pitch and the, the, the yes. high pressure. Which is Absolutely. Huge. And, you know, it's, it's a very, very passive approach that I have. You know, I, this isn't something that, you know, w- will work for everyone in terms of just trusting the process. But, you know, for me, I just, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling like an awkward situation where someone like doesn't want to talk to you because you're in real estate <laughs> or they don't want to tell you about they might be selling their home. Like there's enough business for everyone in this community. There's lots of people, neighbors of mine that, you know, have someone else, they work with a friend, uh, you know, a cousin, whatever, uh, that they want to work with. And we have to feel a bit more free about that. I I really want the authenticity and the passiveness about this. Everybody knows what I do. I pump it out there. If you're interested in learning more, I'm happy to come by and let's talk. Uh, But I don't want anyone feeling, you know, the awkwardness of the pressure of the, (laughs) here comes the real estate agents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned earlier that you are in an area that is a lot of second homes, vacation properties. What do you do to reach those people? Because I know I get a lot of calls from agents and looking for help on how to do that in their area. Cause it's, it can be difficult to connect with people because they're not always there. So if you're doing your marketing, you're kind of not, you're half as effective or a quarter as effective because you're not there. What are you doing to, to reach those people and continually stay in touch with them too? Well, at, at the beginning, I, uh, I, I used newspapers in Toronto to try to get it out. I realized it used to be like Ellie Davis, I think it was, is her name. She's still in real estate. She was, I mean, every day, every week, every paper, nonstop. And I looked at the cost of that and I thought, man, you got to really 
you know, know this is going to work for you. So that's where I switched to social media. You know, we can target that exact geographical area. We can do age groups, genders. There's so many ways we can reach them. So we reach them through that friends of friends. We use the Royal Page Chairman's Club, which is top 1% of realtors across Canada. Last year, we ranked 12 out of 19,000. Wow. And we're very connected to those people. And a lot of them are in the GTA. Right. So, you know, friends of friends advertising on Facebook is really big uh, when you know all the top agents in the city. Yep. Yep. So a lot of crossovers happen with networking. I do a lot of speaking on, um, on stage. So I connect with other realtors and when I'm doing speaking and coaching on stage. So that helps us. And then the ongoing connection with them, you know, once you've reached out to us, you become, you know, a part of our, our database uh, and you, we, we don't send out salesy type stuff. We're going to send you market information. We're going to send you invitations to our events. So you kind of always know we're there without it being the best thing I think we can do is connect with people, not about real estate, yeah. just about the community, yep. about, you know, what's happening here. And then, you know, over time they reach out, you know what, we're not even really selling, but we're wondering about evaluation or what do my neighbors sell for? We want to be available for that. Yep. You know, our new listing guide we're setting up right now that the front cover says beyond the transaction, which is something I've wanted to really promote is you don't need to talk to us just because there's a transaction. Yep. I want, you know, listen, we can help you figure out what renovations to do, where to put your best money. You know, our staging team is a styling team, is a decorating team. They can help you with paint colors and organizing a room or things like that. So uh, we want to be in touch with people between the transactions because really what, you know, I said how much, you know, time we work for free and how often we get paid. Same thing is for people in their lives. How often does someone actually need a realtor? Yeah. 1%, 2% of their life, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So for the most part, we want to target those people outside of the transaction. We're here when the transaction happens. Yeah. Um, and that's been another passive approach to stay in touch with people uh, that has really helped in terms of our, again, farming without it being the traditional sense that we learn about in, in our real estate books and stuff, right? So now that we're kind of coming out of COVID, things are kind of getting back to a little bit more normal. The last few years have been a little bit weird trying to, people had, I know, interviewed a lot of agents for the last year and a half, shifting things. Where do you see things going now for you guys as we start to kind of get back to normal when it comes to community events and things happening for your team and for the community? Well, first of all, is COVID over? Is that a real thing? No, no, no just, <laughs> it's a little open. It's, things are getting a little more open up like a year and a half ago. Like when I started the show, it was right in the thick of COVID and people were like locked down. No one left their house and it was, yeah. it was people had to shift gears. So are you doing anything different now or are you planning to, to kind of shift gears when it comes to community stuff? We want to shift gears in 2022. I didn't want to jump the gun. I don't want to do a TEDx event, for example, under strange parameters and people right. all uncertain and be checking vaccination passports and all these things. Um, and I didn't want to do a fall festival. Where we really weren't sure because I don't know, there's some uncertainty right now of last year, as we got into the fall, the world was opening up, everything was yep. getting good. The kids were back it was, and then everything shut down and you know, <laughs> yeah. a miserable five, six months. So yeah. I'm kind of, I don't want to jump the gun on it. We do intend on doing a movie morning this year. So next year we're going to get back to normal movie morning in the, in the, we always do it between ski season and summer break. Nice. Uh, when we know there's a little bit of a lull for people there. On a Saturday morning, um, we book out the whole theater and, and have everyone in there. So that's for we for sure want to do that unless something strange happens. Uh, and then we'll do the fall festival next fall. We'll do TEDx after that. Yes. Uh, and and also what we hope is to get back into being at the community events. There's so many. We have a, a big food and drink town here. Um, there's also events with, with mountain biking, skiing, and you know ski days stuff like that. We we'd like to be the sponsors at these events. Yeah. Not, and whenever we, we sponsor, we don't just write checks. Yeah. 
we're coming to the event, we're yeah. setting something up, we're being a part, like we're making a difference at the event somehow yeah. uh, versus just because, I mean, every day we get a, you know, an email from someone saying, you know, we have this event coming up. Can you give us a thousand bucks, a few thousand bucks or this and that? And for a while we just work because it was easy. I look at all this money we, but we weren't getting any reward from it personally. We want to be at these events. Yeah. So hopefully 2022, there's more events. We're yes. there as a team. We're making an impact. Uh, you know, we're showing how much fun we have doing this business and being a part of our community. And, and that's huge, right? When we're at the village in an event, when we're down at the waterfront in an event, whether it's food or running or, you know, some Spartan event at the mountain or something like that, we want to be there yeah. uh, promoting, you know, this great community and how much fun we have in it. That's yeah. it. And then if you want to reach out to us for real estate, you know who we are, you see us online, you know how to reach us. We're not hard to find. That's awesome. And that's great advice about the, the sponsorship thing. Cause I tell that all the time to agents that the, the easiest thing to do is write a check, but if you don't get their same return is versus getting involved or doing something to support it above and beyond that, because sure they'll throw your logo up. Sure. They'll give you a shout out and say, it, but you're not going to have that same community contact and that same reach. And people would rather see you there participating and being part of it than just see a logo or, or a name. So it's, it's awesome that you guys plan on doing that. So we always wrap up with a best piece of advice. So what's one piece of advice you'd give our viewers if they're thinking about taking to the next level, getting involved in the community, like you're doing, what would you give? I would say, trust the process. I would say, if you're going to do this, it takes two years. Uh, you know, you might feel in six months, it's not getting anywhere, no. uh, but it, it just really takes time. You got to stick with it and you got to you, be doing it because you enjoy it. Not because it's bringing you business, let that happen. You know, that, you know, in terms of being at the events, if you want to be at the event so you can be present and get more business, wrong reason. If you enjoy <laughs> that, that charity, you enjoy the event and you can be there as yourself. Yeah. Even at these events, we're not going to talk about real estate. People, nope, you know, let's talk about this tomorrow. This is about this charity. This is about this event. Uh, so I think pick things you really enjoy and be there with your team and, and truly enjoy it. Um, so I'd say for sure. And then if, I mean, if you want to build a team of some sort, I mean, decide whether you're actually a leader whether you want the stress of, of being a leader and, and really what your goals are. And if you can fully trust just to give the business away and what, what you give, you get and you, and you, it all returns and, you know, everyone's doing the best they can for the bigger picture, which is the brand. Uh, so stick with it and decide what you really want in real estate before you take that next step, decide your time, your hours, do you want partners, do you want employees? Do you want other agents to work with? What do you want? Really think about what that looks and feels like every day and, and set, you know, lofty goals, but reasonable goals. Yep. Take, take your time with it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Great advice for, for our agents as well. Uh, and we always wrap up with a best book. So what's one book that you'd recommend that's had an impact in your life or you think would have an impact in our viewers' life as well? Um, well, the Keller Williams, uh, once a millionaire real estate agent was one that I read early that set me sort of on the right path of thinking of this uh, as I wanted to as a business. But yeah. I think the real true impact one is, is called the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, by Mark Manson. Uh, I'm not sure where to swear on this, but I'm just saying the book <laughs> it's good. It's all good. and it's, and it's truly a book about, uh, you know, about giving a fuck and yeah. that life is suffering and, and life is a challenge and choose your suffering. And, uh, you know, life's not about being happy every day. There's so much we have to do every day just to get to next to the next day and stay alive. It's not always about smiles and sunshine. So yeah. that's something that I give to every new member that comes on my team. I write a little note and like this had a huge impact. Uh, you know, a lot of people in my life that know me would think I'm the, the person that may have wrote, written that book. In terms of how I go through things, <laughs> but, uh, It was really a very impactful book. So I would suggest the subtle art of not uh, giving an F. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes so people can check that out. That's great. And how can our viewers check out what you're up to connect with you and find out more about you? 
Well, you can look us up online at uh, kellehrco.ca or thechriskellehrteam.ca. Uh, we have so many different URLs, but <laughs> look up Kelleher Collingwood. You can find us and watch very closely for our new brand being launched, uh, which will happen this week. You'll see the billboards, the signs, and all the social media coming down the pipeline. We're very excited to get into 2022 with an amazing new brand, elevating uh, everything that we do. Uh, and our service to our clients and such. So it's an exciting new year we're about to come uh, come to. But uh, if you want to find us, Kelleher, Collingwood, Google, you should find us pretty easily. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well so people can check that out. So thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you again sharing your wisdom, your insights, and your passion about it. And I know your community obviously appreciates it. And I know my audience is going to appreciate the, the wisdom you're, you're sharing. So thank you for being on and uh, looking forward to hearing what you do in 2022 as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And we will talk to you very soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.